Hello guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I'm your host, Taylor, and this is Winnin' Forks, a weekly Twilight podcast where two 20-something lesbians ruin everything you love about the international best-selling series by Stephanie Meyer. Thanks for tuning in. How are you today, Taylor? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? I am stressed. <laughs> so no. Ah, no. Literally, so much has been going on. Um, but it's okay because this week I'm taking my first ever paid vacation from work. I'm nice. Be, yeah, I'm just gonna be sitting in my house rewatching The Office for five days. Um, and I love that for for me. I love that for you too. That's what you deserve. Thank you. I never miss work. I'm someone who like doesn't call in or anything. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I need a break. (laughs) No, you deserve it. Especially this time of year. There's so much going on. Sometimes you just need to veg out. Yes. I'm very excited. I feel a little guilty, but I worked it out with my coworker, Danny, and we're, we're doing it. If she wants to do it, she is more than welcome. Um, also, but yeah, so I'm just excited for it to be Monday night because I'll be off and I'll have started my vacation, but also because we come out on Tuesdays, which is fun, (laughs) but yeah, very exciting, double excitement. Yes. I'm also excited because this week I'm also going to be watching Kristen Stewart, Arbella Swan in the happiest season. I'm so excited. Lesbians. Yes, I, ha- lesbians. I have I have seen it and she serves. She serves very I hard in it. I cannot wait. Like I literally cannot wait. I love her so much. I've always loved her, but I just she can take me home for the holidays any day of the week and I would be okay. Absolutely. With that absolutely like fuck everyone else if Kristen Stewart was my girlfriend slash Beyonce I don't give a fuck what anybody would say so welcome to Winning Forks I'm your host Ajay I'm team Bella and team Wolfpack as usual that's probably never going to change so and I am Taylor Gates my teams are team colon family with an emphasis on Miss Esme yes ma'am I cannot believe we're already at chapter 12. Um, my lucky number, yeah. I'm going to be very obnoxious about it in this podcast, uh, is 12. So any variant of 12 is my favorite thing ever. Um, the 12th chapter of this book was not my favorite, but yeah, I just wanted to give that little information. But how are you feeling about these uh, chapters, Taylor? You know, I am glad that we're finally starting to meet some of the Colin clan outside of Edward. We're getting it slowly but surely, but yeah. I do love that we're, you know, getting that introduced a little bit. Um, we had some very interesting quotes and we had some very interesting information about Bella. That's not super relevant to the plot, but that I think is worth noting that I'm very excited to bring up with you. Oh, goodness. All right. Uh, in chapter... 10 interrogations. Bella is hounded with questions about Edward from the Forks High gang and it becomes pretty stressful for her, poor thing. Indeed. In chapter 11, Edward and Bella spend some alone time together where he is the one to ask her the questions and things get real messy when Billy and Jacob Black come to visit. 
Yes, and then in chapter 12, Edward takes Bella on a hike, even though he knows damn well she's clumsy as shit. Not the smartest thing, but... Yeah, what what was the reason? What was the reason? It's like he wants her to be a human, but he keeps putting her in these situations where it's hard for her to be a human, but that's his whole thing, I guess. Okay, well, let's start with the writing style, because that's kind of always what we start out with. I will say there were a couple parts that I genuinely really liked about these chapters in terms of the writing style. Understandable. The quote, the quote, sometimes it seems like you're trying to say goodbye when you're saying something else. I know this is cheesy. I know this is very Tumblr quotey. I think that was a really nice line though. I thought it was very, I don't know. It was like deep in a way. I, I, did you think that was super cheesy or I... were you like kind of a fan of that one? <laughs> Listen, I thought it wasn't bad. Like there are some, that's the thing about this book. The quotes, sometimes the atmosphere, sometimes just things in general really pull you in and then take you right on out. And this is one of the things where I actually liked that. Was it cheesy? Yes. Did I wish she would have said something else to him? Yes. But I wasn't mad at it. I wasn't mad that that's what I just she said. I thought that was a really interesting way of describing that feeling sort of and describing kind of what he's doing to her. I don't know. I was really a fan of that. And the other thing I really liked was the fact that hearing Billy's voice like made her feel automatically younger again. Because I think that's a really um interesting detail that I can connect with too when you smell certain things when you hear certain things and you're automatically transported back into the sort of nostalgic state so I really like that detail as well no yeah also just I mean protect Billy Black at all costs like come on his voice is so soothing too I think like in the movies I'm like oh yes it's like that gravelly sort of deep I just I love it. it makes me feel so safe yeah we do have some parts where I was like, oh, that's the, we're doing this. The fact that there's an actual line in this book that says, what time is it? It's twilight. <laughs> I, I mean, I like that we are understanding why it's called twilight. Do I think that's like the cheesiest thing? Yes. I think it's so funny whenever like movies or books have the name of the, like, the title in a line of dialogue I always think is absolutely hilarious so I loved the fact that was an actual line it really got to me yeah that was Stephanie Meyer's what up t-shirt reference moment yes this is something that was actually a line in the movie which was actually nice to know that this was said it's still really funny um and Taylor thought I'd really like it which is true when Mike goes he looks at you like you're something to eat yeah I knew you would I knew you would just like want to stab your eyes out when you read that I I simply had to include it you did you were you were really right in doing that it just threw me for a loop but I was like you know what I just have to get used to it at this point we're we're 10 chapters in baby (laughs) you know like the slick little references yeah just keep on coming I also I read all three of these like in one night And it just made me realize more and more because I usually spread them out throughout the week. And so, you know, forget little details and such, but reading these all together, 
you realize how cyclical it is. It's the same thing every chapter. Yeah. He says he's dangerous. He's mad at something. She doesn't care that she's dangerous. She doesn't care that he's mad at something. Like it's the same thing mm-hmm. every chapter with slightly different circumstances. 100%. And that's why I'm just trying to figure out why this was so appealing to us. I guess maybe we'll have to finish the entire series and then dissect it for like our last episode, whichever that may be, which is going to be eons away because we've got so much to cover. But We've got thousands upon thousands of pages before then. <laughs> thousands, yes. And then we have to do the sister series of seven books. Which is going to be very I love it. And we have hundreds of minutes of movies. So don't you worry. We're not going anywhere for a very long time. Yeah. No. Surely. But it's just... I don't know. Bella just... I, I get it. I love her so much. But, like, this is exactly what I mean when I say that... I was just kind of an asshole. Like... You know she's, you know you're dangerous. You keep saying that, but yet you won't do anything about it. Like, if you think you're dangerous, you hate being what you are, just die, bro. Like, that sounds really <laughs> like, because it's just like, you're obviously miserable. I don't know why you're making that her problem. She's obviously into it, you know? Like, she's obviously into it. When in forks, then die, bro. <laughs> I don't know why he keeps trying at this point. Like she, she's not going to go anywhere. Like stop with the bullshit already, you know? Can we also just talk about how Stephanie Meyer just doesn't know any other word for laughed besides chuckled? It just sounds like she uses, it's like she uses a thesaurus for everything else but can't be bothered to find a chuckled synonym. Yeah. Like, all right, it's fine. We're going to chuckle. That's <laughs> 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 just constantly, that's the constant soundtrack of Forks. <laughs> so for writing style, we talked about the good, we talked about the bad. Now it's time to talk about the huh? <laughs> yeah. And that is when Bella just says some shit that's just completely off the cuff. Instead of TV, she uh, calls it an audio-visual frame. What the fuck? Uh, Okay, Okay. Einstein, let's chill out. She also, I love that she says Hades instead of hell. Like, the Mormonism is just jumping off the page at this point. I did like that we did get some foreshadowing in these chapters, though. Uh, Not to spoil, but there were a couple conversations that came up that gave us some new moon teas. Am I I right or am I right? Well, I mean, I can't wait for us to get to New Moon because New Moon is my favorite out of everything. So we're, I, I was a happy camper with this, to be honest with you. New Moon is not my favorite, but I do love some foreshadowing. So I'll take <laughs> what I can get here. We, they have the conversation about how he believed to keep her safe and she would purposely put herself in danger to keep him close. Yikes. That might come up, come up again, everyone. Put a little pin in that. Yeah, just and then the that. fact that He's talking about how he likes the mountain lions and is more like the mountain lion than the bear. It's just so foreshadowy to like the meadow lion. I loved that actually. I loved how that was like planted. <sighs> Very... Let's talk about my girl, my pride and joy, my baby, my boo thing. Sorry, yeah. your 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 dirt eating baby. Yeah, 
listen listen don't hold it against her um <laughs> so she's talking to jessica and spilling the tea while they're in class because jessica's asking her all these questions and bella is just like such a jealous baby like she keeps mentioning that waitress so many times even though edward was clearly like, not interested like it's not that big of a deal babe it's it's a little bit um obsessive at this point yeah it's like you guys aren't even official you guys are nothing you guys are barely friends it's fine and like, it's a waitress that's her job to be nice to him yeah that too like i know we're supposed to read it as like oh, she's so into him she was trying to get his number because stephanie meyer wants both of her leads to be extremely desirable to the entire human population even though they're not the greatest i love bella but like mm, you know what i mean so well let's not forget the waitress is blonde too so you have to keep yeah. reiterating that we hate blondes blonde phobic bella is blonde phobic truly truly and then she whistles first thing in the morning and then drinks milk straight out of the gallon um like a fucking neanderthal she is a caveman and then she eats dirt on a dare she reveals like i'm like who are you you are a psychopath like <laughs> i'm sorry these details that you think are just chill you're you're out there girl like you're a little out there we need to find out what time she was born so that we could map this out astrology wise because that is so not virgo of her her moon and rising yeah maybe we gotta look into wild it by Bella she is she loves a good drag the one if it's one thing a Virgo gonna do is drag you honey because she tells Edward that he and the Cullens don't blend in at all because they're talking about cars and shit or whatever and so she's like okay well then why don't you guys ever do anything to like blend in like because he's like oh you know we're trying to blend in she's like well you guys don't do it well you're bad at it you're terrible and I was like please tell them because they're doing the absolute opposite of what they are trying to achieve she's spitting straight facts straight facts like straight facts. you don't want to be found out by the poor slash lower middle class population of Forts Washington maybe don't drive a fucking red BMW that isn't supposed to be out for like at least five years that's just a right fact. You know. just a little thought just a little thought um really loved her insaneness showing up more and more when she says this is an exact quote nobody has tried to do away with me today i reminded him grateful for the lighter subject <laughs> let's just unpack this yeah nobody unpack. has tried to murder my ass today i say bringing up the lighter subject <laughs> Okay, your standards of lighter subject must be a little different than mine. Because uh, that's not a light oh. subject. That's pretty dark, dude. That's the darkest one that you guys have talked about. <laughs> Seriously, what it, they just love to talk about death all the time. And it's so like, emo. It's like, if you're upset, just die, bro. Like, I don't understand. Just put yourself out of your misery. That sounds really bad you're but, being so harsh <laughs> well they're fictional it's okay i would never say this to an actual person when forks just die bro yes seriously but 
I just, how many times do we have to have this conversation? It's like, you guys are not the Romeo and Juliet you think you are. Like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, even, and I hate them bitches too. So it's not like I'm being biased. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. Listen, when you have to do Romeo and Juliet for five out of the eight semesters at your performing arts college, you get a little upset when you have to hear about it for the rest of your life. Then Bella talks about how there's more to Edward than his looks. And I'm like, okay, what else is there, Bella? Because I'm not seeing it. He's kind of an asshole. Um, doesn't seem like he recycles. Uh <laughs> No, he's an ego king. We'll That's get to what that. Say, but I don't believe it. We'll get to it. I have more evidence for you. Okay. And then she talks about how uh, she says something really gross, and she goes, uh, "Being so clumsy, I'm almost disabled." That's gross, Bella. We we don't say that. We do That's not just, say that. Not the same we thing. Are, we are gonna teach her every time she says something. We're gonna slap her hand away and say, "No, no." At, at, uh-uh. Yeah, right. at, 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 <laughs> No, no, no. My favorite part, maybe, of this entire chapter, though, is when she takes, like, a NyQuil, like, a shot of NyQuil, mm-hmm. and calls it gratuitous drug use. <laughs> okay, Rebel, calm down. Like, I just thought it was so funny. She's acting like she's straight up shooting up heroin. You took a cup of NyQuil that many people take many times and she is like oh my gosh I'm being so bad I thought it was incredible (laughs) I love how she eats okay so here's her diet okay is Mm -hmm. what I figured out NyQuil yeah coke Coke coca-cola fish bagels end of list that's what she eats you can't forget mushroom ravioli sorry you're right mushroom ravioli that's her diet wow and she's only 110 pounds She's a freak. (laughs) Right, right. We had to throw that in there. She doesn't exercise. She can't do it without falling. Right. This is something not adding up. Yeah. That metabolism is speedy. (laughs) Very much. I'm kind of (laughs) jealous of her of that. But my favorite part is how Edward is talking about hunting because I guess the the cat's out of the bag or whatever. I mean, we've been new, but like, I guess he just can talk about it freely now in front of all these people because, you know, whatever, fuck exposure. He's talking about how he and the Cullens hunt. And so Bella asks the question of, well, how do vampires hunt without weapons? I'm going to say that one more time. How do vampires hunt without weapons? I just need you to think back to your search on your favorite search engine and what you found out about vampires and put that next little puzzle piece with the puzzle that you have already put together. You have three pieces connected now. Let's keep it up. Right. You were doing that little noggin. Use that little (laughs) noggin of yours. Yes. And then uh, it's funny because she freaks out when he asks her to go on a five mile hike. Which, like, mood. I, yeah. Exactly. But also, just very dumb on his part. One thing I do know and love about Bella is that she's, again, our self-aware queen. She notices that her life has just become about Edward, and you know what? I respect that. I respect that she knows that she's done She that. does. Let's talk about my main man, Charlie. Okay, I thought it was so odd that she called him Charlie to his face yeah. <laughs> when asking if he was hungry. I was like, okay, um... 
I understand doing it, you know, as the narrator of the story to us as our little secret right. to his face. That seems rude, but that's, I guess it's kind of how she does. She doesn't want to ask him any permission to do anything either because it sets a bad precedent. Maybe calling him dad sets a bad precedent too. <laughs> we don't know how her mind so. works. He asked her how her day was, which I thought was really sweet. Um, he offers to move the fishing trip to hang out with her, which I thought was pure. And then she gets a little dig in and says, oh, no, you need to go. We're down to maybe two or three years of fish in the freezer. <laughs> like, you need to get out there and provide. I thought that was so cute. I loved them. Yeah, no. Um, and then uh, Charlie talks about how he kind of, like, iced out Billy since he talked bad about the Cullens. And honestly, where is that love triangle? That's what I would have paid money to see. Because it's like, we've got Billy Black, we've got Charlie Swan, and we've got Carlisle Cullen. Those are all the main players. The all, like, main family players. Because we got the Swans, we got the Blacks, and we got the Cullens. I, I think it would have been a better love story with those three. I like it. I'm here yeah. for that. Maybe that's, maybe that's what Stephanie needs to do after... She no, I don't trust her. to write about Twilight. Okay, I don't trust her to do anything else. I, I I need her to be done. She's done enough. Okay, maybe maybe <laughs> that's what we maybe that's what we write then when we yeah when let's we do that buy the rights. Okay, love it. I I one hundred percent co-sign on that. We're screenwriters. Right. We can do it. Yeah, we can do it. Um, I also want to talk about we talked about our our main man Charlie. Now it's time to talk about the colon girlies. Minus Esme, you know, which is yeah. sad, but we got, you know, we got two out of three. So yeah, it's kind that's of something. It is. It's going to be so beautiful when it does. But I, the picture, the mental image of Rosalie rolling up to jank ass Forks High School in her red convertible is a serve and a half. 100%. I love it. I loved it so much. Of course, we have this like little part of Bella asking what kind of car it is. And then when Edward tells her, she goes, I don't speak car and driver. Then why did you ask? Yeah, we gotta we gotta give Edward that point there because like that was on her. Yeah, that <laughs> was. I was like, okay, Edward's got some brain cells at this point. Good for him, finally. You know, finally. True. Um, True. It was just funny. I don't speak car and driver. What the fuck does that even mean, Bella? I don't know. I thought that line was funny, though. I'll give it her that. It was hilarious. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Um, I also love how we get the difference. We kind of start to see the individual personalities of <laughs> the colon girlies get fleshed out. Because we have Rosalie, our ice queen. She's glaring in the lunchroom. She has every right to do that. I love that for her. Yes. But we also have Alice, who's super sweet and peppy and supportive, which we love that for her, too. We love both of them in their own special way. Um, and I think it was really cool. And we got to officially meet Alice, which is very exciting. We didn't really get a whole lot there. We were kind of just like, hey, this is Alice, this is Bella. But the fact that they're making contact. Yeah. Great. I'm, I'm loving that. So, Taylor, I know this is very important to you. So I am going to allow you to make your case for Bella and Edward, a.k.a. Bedward. Go ahead. The mic. Okay. 
I would like to note that because there was so much Bella and Edward content in these chapters, I had to split it up into two categories. I felt like that's what made the most sense. So we have a case for Bedward, and then we have a case against Bedward. The case against Bedward has many more bullet points. I'm just going to throw that out there. However, I am going to talk a little bit about why I do like them at times and why I do think they kind of work in certain moments okay I just feel like it's fair to play devil's advocate and give them a shot okay I'm not I'm I'm all for it that's what this podcast is for all right so I did think that it was pretty funny when the two of them were discussing how much she should tell Jessica what what she wants to know because Edward has that sort of insider information Mm -hmm. and I think that it was just kind of funny and teasing and bantery how she's like give me the tea like what does she want to know and he's just like not having it he's like well that's (laughs) not fair like that you're not gonna give you an unfair advantage here which I thought it was hilarious I also think it was a little sweet in a creepy way but sweet nonetheless how he's like I know that Jessica's gonna ask you if you like me or not and he's like, I'm going to listen in and see your answer. Like, yeah. I thought that was just a little bit funny. I don't know. I thought it was like a little bit cute. Um, I also would like to make the case for Edward Cullen, eco-friendly king, because he says that they only hunt where there's overpopulation in the forest. So he's not hunting all of these rare animals, you know, where there's not very much food. They're going places where there's already overpopulation. So, like, that's right. That's considerate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that. Oh, I need you to. I need you to say. Uh huh. I need you to be more supportive here. I think that their question. I think that their question game is a little sweet. I really do because you know when you're first getting to know someone, you first kind of like someone. You want to kind of know everything about them. So I thought that was a little bit nice. You know, they really care about each other and want to get to know each other on a deeper level that's more than just oh he has black eyes and red hair and looks like a rat you know a hot rat (laughs) that can parallel park (laughs) um I thought they had some good little lines in there she's like oh I can't sleep and he goes neither could I which I was like oh we I chuckled at that one I said oh um he makes fun of her eyesight and she's like well I guess it's time to visit the optometrist (laughs) oh hilarious and then just the mental image of them wearing matching outfits in the iconic meadow scene whether you love or hate that meadow scene you have to admit (laughs) i have an iconic scene so that's my case for pro bedward you guys are welcome i laid all the evidence out for you you can make your own choice but i thought you should have all the facts yes if you want to be for bedward you can go ahead and email us. You can tweet us. You can DM us on Instagram. If you think Taylor made some points, I let us know. No, I want to know, Ajay, do you personally think I made some points or do you disagree with all of it? Did you think all of it was <laughs> disgusting and horrible? Or did, were uh, some parts where you're like, oh, okay, that's a little bit, I still don't ship, but like, I, I didn't mind that. I want to know your thoughts. My thoughts are you did make a couple points. There, well, don't don't run too fast with this, okay? <laughs> but some of the lines, the little banter back and forth, very cute. I will admit that. That was okay, when I good. put my anti-Edward cap off and was like, oh, he's got jokes. 
I was like, where's this guy been for the past 10 chapters? This sounds not so bad. Um, so yes, and the matching things is funny. And kind I of hated weird. it and loved it at the same time. Exactly. So for the case against Bedward. There's I, a lot here. Yeah. Okay, there's a lot here. I can start us off if you want. Um, so the line when he was gonna, you know, pick her up, give her a ride to school. He was giving me a choice. I was free to refuse. Yeah, no shit. You shouldn't have to point that out. That should never be in the question. That should be implicit. (laughs) Uh, I did not like that at all. Yeah. Um, And then again, following up with last week about how he hates every single way she reacts to literally anything. He's like, ah, you take everything too coolly. What does that even mean? Like, seriously, elaborate, homeboy. Like, I don't understand, but... Yeah. Um, one thing that I don't really like, he never officially asks her out, but he wants her to tell other people that they're dating. That's not how that works. You don't just go up to someone and go, hey, you're my wife now. So you should <laughs> tell everyone that. Uh, that's not how I know you've been like a teenager for about 700 years, but you have to ask people. Aren't you from the time where you ask a girl out? Like, where's the formal courtship, bitch? Right. She keeps telling him to stop listening to other people's thoughts because it's rude and it's intrusive. And he says that he won't. And in my mind, I'm just like, why don't you just sit with them like a normal fucking person? Stop listening to their thoughts to know what they're talking about and just contribute to the group. This is in the Edward doesn't take Bella seriously or her like wishes seriously column because there's there's always that thing when we'll get into it once we unfortunately have to hit Eclipse because there's a very big uh, distinguished thing that everybody likes to point out that Jacob didn't listen to the things that Bella wanted, which is very true, but Edward also doesn't listen to anything that Bella asks or wants, and I will put that in that category, because she's literally asking him to stop being intrusive, and he's like, fuck that, no, and it makes her angry, as it should. But she does nothing about it. (laughs) Yeah, she does nothing about it. Okay, I'm getting- (laughs) Right, she just kind of simmers with it. And then- he says that he's trying to keep her safe which is practically a full-time job and then i'm like okay then just date a fucking vampire dude you're not her fault right she never put you on the payroll so why are you treating it like full-time job you're not you're not on the payroll for that she didn't hire you she didn't get your resume you didn't interview for this right it's not her fault you decided to be a fucking simp the job opening was not was not posted (laughs) it wasn't the line where he says you need a healthy dose of fear. Um, hate, hate, hated it, hated it so much. That's so disgusting. I'm sorry. Like it, it just. I'm sorry. Also, do we not remember two chapters ago when she's getting attacked in Port Angeles? Right. Like what? <laughs> it's not true. She's she's fearful all the time. We've seen her be, you know kind of fiery and it's like why are we giving this boy a pass yes. <laughs> why are we giving our our man charlie a pass he's the one who deserves a break not this not this douchebag right um, Seriously. i thought it, i thought it was very funny how um he basically likes her because she's unpredictable and not like other girls which is so funny because we just talked about how she 
is predictable and does the same shit every day. Yeah. And she acts the same way every day. She's extremely predictable. If you want a wild card, like, let's talk to Jess because she's all over the place. <laughs> she really is. I can't really ever really get a read on her. Also, um, can we talk about how he says his mind reading helps him understand human nature? And I have yet to see that happen. The lie detector ter- determined that that was a lie. He is just so mad. Chill out, my dude. Like, do you, I don't know how vampire biology works, but you can't have that many hormones pumping through you. You're frozen. Why are you acting like this? She obviously doesn't want to tell people that she would be with him because, and she explains it like, oh, you said that it would be too public, blah, blah. And he gets mad about that. And it's like, you literally explained to her in black and white why it's not a good idea for you guys to be hanging out so much in public. And then you're mad at her for going along with it. Like, pick a lane, please. Like, Truly. what are you doing? And then this is another instance of him making himself out to be scary and monstrous. And like, it's like, if that's the case, just leave her alone. Just go away. Like, this, we're done. We don't want to keep hearing about this. No, we really don't. I'm bored of it. Everyone else is bored of it. Like, are you not tired? Um, Let's have some character development, you know? Let's have some character I don't think we're getting any character development in this entire series. I'm going to be honest with you. I think you're probably correct, but it's fine. Uh, another one in the fuck Edward column is he's really gross about Billy and Jacob visiting as if they're the ones who don't belong in their own town. Like, right. Um, you're the one who came here, dude. Or did you not listen to the falsified Stephanie Meyer version of the legends? Like, you're technically not the ones that are supposed to be here. So that was kind of yikes on his part. Ugh. I say this is a case against Bedward because Twilight Jacob is just like so pure. Like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Like, I don't ship. Okay, I don't ship anymore. Like, I just, I, they're both terrible. Like, in love interest aspects but I say it's a case against them because this Jacob if if she just wasn't so um tunnel visioned on Edward and actually opened up to the possibility of there being you know other people in the universe um I think this would have been a really good one because they're just so pure in their conversations every time so far and it just makes me want to jump into oncoming traffic because I love it so much and I hate how it ends like it's very much like I feel like he lets her be a teenager and Edward's like asking all of these crazy adult like things almost and with I think that you've mentioned it before it's just a lot easier it seems with Jacob and I totally get that here and he's just wholesome and her biggest worry with him is like oh was he reading too much into my fake flirting like that's the big yeah Bella because he thinks you like him because you did that like sure of course he shouldn't read into that immediately because you know no woman or man owes anyone anything um but you were pretty convincing like and he's had a crush on you like come on 
course he wants to see what he sees, you know, like, yeah, too pure. He's wholesome. And so because we just talked about some wholesome things, now it's time to bring it all the way back and talk about quotes that made me want to puke in these chapters. Let's do it. There were so many. The fact that she compares him to a Greek god? No. No, thank you. Hate it here. Hate what you just said. Absolutely not. The conversation you're doing He's really again. A string bean. He's a string bean. He's a Victorian dosed child. Um, you're doing it again. What? Dazzling me. <laughs> I hate it. I can't. I love, we've talked about this before. The like things that are super horny that just shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. They're watching a biology movie and they just want to bang the whole time. It's very and then interesting. He, he strokes her face before Jim. Oh my God. Can you imagine just walking in the halls? You see him stroke her face. He'd be like, get a load of these guys. Right. I was like, what is this? It's so extra. Seriously. They really think they're in Gone with the Wind or some shit. Like, who do you think you are? What era do you think you're in right now? I couldn't imagine how an angel would be any more glorious. (sighs) Ma'am. Angel. Please. There was no way this godlike creature could be meant for me. <laughs> He's not meant for you. You guys probably shouldn't be together. 100%. But she gonna rock the way she gonna rock, I guess. It's because his beauty pierced her through with sadness. What does that even mean? Like, what I can't really even, even wrap my head around what that even logically is saying. I... I don't even know what, structurally, I don't even know what this sentence is doing. Is it insinuating that he pierced her through me, the sadness? Does it mean that she was sad because he's so beautiful? I think it's that one. But any, any words with the word beauty pierced and sadness, you throw it away. No, absolutely not. He looks like a ghoul. He's a ghoul boy. He's a ghost. He's practically translucent. What he's a translucent. He's a translucent Victorian rat child. Seriously, like, what is the appeal here? I, mean, I don't know that everyone stares at them in the hallways. There's got to be something there. I don't think it's because they're so beautiful. I think it's just because they're weird and they're rich. You, you, you think I'm not going to stare at somebody who looks freaking weird? And has all this money dressed in fucking Armani and shit. Of course I'm gonna stare. I'm like, what you wearing today, bro? Some Gucci? Some Louis? Some Gucci slides. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is now uh, sponsored by Kanye's Yeezys. Taylor Swift, please still love me. I'm sorry. We're also sponsored sponsored by Dr. Pepper as of last week. Yeah. We're getting a lot of sponsorships, you guys. We are really, really just, I hope we can't get like sued for saying that. <laughs> I don't think we can because it's not real. Okay. Well, yeah, just to let you guys know, it's a joke. For legal purposes, this is a joke. That's basically everything that happened in these last few chapters. Indeed. Uh, uh, still a bunch of nothing. Um, just the same. Old <laughs> a whole bunch of nothing is going yeah. on right now. <laughs> yeah. Really, there's literally nothing. And this, again, just further proves my point that this book is really not about vampires at all. No. It's about thirst. It's just a metaphor 
for abstinence where you want to hurt someone so bad but you have to control yourself especially in biology class yeah yeah (laughs) so taylor it's now time for some of my favorite parts of our podcast which is the twilight fun fact of the week oh my gosh give it to me okay so this is actually in regards to the movie, but it's still Twilight related, so we're still gonna do it. So basically, when Melissa Rosenberg wrote the screenplay for Twilight, she deliberately didn't read New Moon or Eclipse because she wanted to approach it in a way in which an audience member who was unfamiliar with the books uh, would like view it. Um, mm. she wanted, yeah, she wanted to make it so that the movie could stand alone and not be reliant on the mythology that comes in the future. And I think that really tells. I think that's really smart, actually, too. I yeah, think that makes a lot of sense. Shot and everything. Um, I think mm-hmm. it, just thinking about how all the movies are, it definitely makes sense that it definitely stands alone. Like, if if Twilight was literally just that movie, it would have ended, like, on, like, a open-ending kind of way. Right. It's like a cliffhanger, but one that like, it kind of ties it up at the same time. I am bummed. We'll get more, more, you know, to this conversation when we um, discuss the movies and watch the movies. I think it would have been so interesting to see how they would have been different if we had the same team that we had for the first movie through all of them. Because we changed directors a lot. We changed screenwriters a lot. Like, no, Melissa, Man, if we would have kept the same throughout. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. interesting. Well, I feel like we got more like studio notes and things because I feel like it's it d- kind of a different vibe after the first one. And uh, maybe a lot of it is directing, you know. Yeah, it was definitely the directing style, I would say for sure. But man, that would have been so interesting. I I really love the way that New Moon is shot though. So I would hope that Catherine Hardwick would have gone that same route but i just think the stylization i agree new moon is like styled very interesting and i think twilight is styled very interesting too um an extra twilight fun fact of the week was shot by bill uh corden who is actually someone who did horror movies before then Mm -hmm. so that's kind of why it has like that horror grainy gritty like feel to it so, are you ready for our next segment of Say Kuther Stephanie? I'm nervous. I always get really nervous when I have to play this. I think you'll be fine. He was all new, a different person as our bodies tangled gracefully into one on the sand pole floor. No caution, no restraint, no fear. Especially not that. We could love together. Both active participants now. Finally, equals. That feels Stephanie-ish. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. Even the way that you read it, I was like, <laughs> I feel the dis- I feel the undertones of disdain. Yeah. It felt pretty. Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. So, yeah. Yeah. It. This is uh from page four forty six in breaking dawn which we all know i hate yeah. but you did good thank you i figured the best. first two would be really easy for you because i wanted to get a taste for both but now we're gonna switch yeah. it up oh, i'm see. so scared i'm so scared. might get three in a row 
You might get one and then four in a row. We don't know. This was actually a really fun episode and I'm excited for the next one because guys, we're going to be taking a little break from these chapters because I think our brains need it. I think think our brains need it too. Yeah. I agree. And we will actually be talking to our first ever special guest about the world of Twilight fan fiction. Love it. I'm super excited about it. I got my questions ready. I don't know about you, Taylor. But I've been reading I've been reading fic in order to prepare myself I've been, really? been going back I have I mean I always I like to read fic of whatever I'm kind of watching or reading at the moment and I've gone through you know many phases where I'm like oh I'll pick up some twilight fic so I have been reading a little bit um you know in the past couple of weeks it's been a good time That's to get some more asthma in my life which is all I need right now of course you gotta self-care I think self-care, self-care. is so important <laughs> it's what I deserve I'm actually kind of embarrassed because I've never stopped reading Twilight fan fiction. I've just started reading better Twilight fan fiction in the past like two, three years. And yeah, the that we're going to be having on next week is a really big part of that. So that's it for this episode. We really hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next week. And remember, when in forks, wear his and her sweaters. Yes. <laughs> As you should. Bye. Bye. You just listened to an episode of Win and Forks brought to you by Anchor, an app that makes it super easy for anyone to make a dope podcast. So what are you waiting for? Get started. You can follow Taylor directly on Twitter at alphabet underscore Anne and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. You can follow me, Ajay, at Black Girl Lead on Twitter and Ajay Nolan directly on Instagram. You can follow the show directly at Win and Forks on both. Feel free to email us at winandforkspodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, fan fictions, hate mail, whichever you prefer. And please don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. And if you're lucky, we just might read it on the show.